Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Keep it simple, folks. I know you have some amazing ideas, and I promise you will get to try them out. But let's start this thing off the right way. It's Sunday night, and you're listening to the all-new HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio Show with Ben. Call in at 424-258-9364. Press 1 to go live and ask Ben a question. You wanted the best? You got it. You're listening to HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. I hold on so nervously. Hey folks, this is Rob Harper with Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Just a quick reminder that Hot Dog Vendor Radio is a live radio show. Without call-ins, there ain't no show. So hide your face, pick up your phone, and give us a call. You can use your real name, you can use your stage name. We aim to please, so we don't really care. The only stupid questions are the ones that are not asked. So dial 424-258-9364. That's 424-258-9364. Get your groove on with HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Well, folks, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be with you tonight. Um, I see that we have um, a Mr. Love Hot Dog Company with us tonight as well. I am excited to be here. We've got a lot to cover. We've already got people on the line on hold, and then we've got a special guest coming in tonight that Mr. Jason Brown arranged for us. And um, we're actually going to talk to a world record setter, a Guinness Book of World Record setter. And that's going to be exciting. We've got um, – I wanted to um, make a plug to um, Street Food Vendor TV, streetfoodvendor.tv. I know a lot of y'all enjoy listening over at Blog Talk Radio forward slash Ben's Carts, but streetfoodvendor.tv instead of .com, you will be able to watch the show as well um, and see my pretty face. You can also um, chat that, that's the that's the biggest part of that page is you can chat with other vendors and um, usually quite a few vendors are over there um, chatting it up asking questions sharing ideas um, talking smack um, all kinds of stuff going on now um, I do want to bring back up the fact that you can go over and get two vendor t-shirts um, I don't have the link right here with me but you can go to LearnHotDogs.com and click on a recent article, one of the latest articles there at the top, and you can get two shirts for forty bucks. Okay, and I think that includes shipping. Two, one's a hot dog shirt like the one I have on. Let me see if I can um, click off of this and you can see it. It's got a hot dog on it, and and then the other one has the hot dog mafia logo across the front. It is kick butt looking, and so. You get both of those for 40 bucks. This has nothing to do with my company, but I'm helping someone out, and I think she's fantastic. She used to be a vendor, and she, she runs a, uh, like a safe house for animals, and she's just an awesome all-around person. What I am doing as a bonus, though, is I'm giving you my A to Z 11 video online course. It sells for $95 every day, so you'll get that with it. 
Um, as soon as you order the shirts, you'll get a link from her, and her name is Renee, and um, you'll be able to access the course material. Now, the next thing is, and that course material comes with some kick-butt stuff. If you want to see the stuff that it comes with, um, go to learnhotdogs.com, um, and at the top, click um, the products or courses or something up there, and it'll show you what the A to Z comes with. It's a whole bunch of goodies. Now, um, special guest tonight is Jeremy Gomez. I'm looking forward to talking to him. We'll have him on about 9.30 Eastern Time, so in about 25 minutes. I've also got some questions that came in, um, and I'm going to get to those in between calls tonight. I do want to remind you, um, over at streetvendorforum.com, streetvendorforum.com is a forum for vendors of all kinds. They have tons of different categories, and they asked that I plug it tonight because they would like for more vendors to help other. They're getting a lot of new question vendors, like new vendors that have lots of questions. And obviously they haven't found LearnHotDogs.com. And so I, I I don't advertise there or anything, so um, maybe one day that – We need some of the uh... – we need some of the senior guys to start answering some questions on there. You know. Well, I saw that they, you know, there, there's a few over there. There's quite a few over there. There's, um, you've got um, Michael Wood from Georgia with Doug's Dogs. He is an admin <laughs> over there or a moderator or something. So there's a lot of um, good questions over there. There's a lot of good advice. There's all kinds of cool stuff coming out your way from there. I want to check something really quick. I had a email to, today, and I wanted to yell that again. Do what? Are we getting yelled at again? No, no, not at all. Um, this is from um, this is a group. Um, let's see, a Facebook chef friend of mine recommended that I get in touch with you. We organize New York City's Multicultural Festival, which takes place on May 31st in Upper Manhattan. I am in need of food vendors for the day and especially hot dog slingers. Can you help? Um, I am going to be plugging that up onto this the show notes for this show at learnhotdogs.com sometime tomorrow. And I'll also put a link over on Facebook. So at facebook.com, Ben's Carts, forward slash Ben's Carts. If you go over there and are in the area or close enough by that you would like to do that, I'll put the contact information and maybe you can get a good gig. Um, it sounds like this is something... Um, it's a multi multicultural festival. Um, that would be a blast. Um, I wish I was closer. I'd go. Now, let me go back to my other notes, and I'm going to go ahead on a run over here and, and take a caller. Area code 615. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us. Hello, hello. Area code 615. Scared them. I probably did. Okay, well, I'm going to put them back on hold. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe. I don't know for sure. Either way, um, if you have a question, like to call in, um, the number is 424-258-9364. Jason, how was your week? It was killer. Um, we did a test at... Uh, Liberty Property Trust with six trucks and uh, went great. They want us to do a company barbecue, and then they're one of the biggest 
industrial park property holders in the country. Wow. So if three of the locations that we're going to be doing some stuff with, we picked up some new ball teams, one called late last night, we service them today and, you know, unannounced, show up, two games, you know, around 600 bucks. Can't complain about that. Two little league baseball games, you know. I'll take that. And this weekend there's only two games. There should be like five or six a day. So I'll take it. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I took you... over the uh, farmer's market up here, and I'm moving it to Friday nights to coincide with First Fridays and Food Truck Friday where the trucks are going to stay late. So, you know. Wow. Not like I didn't have anything else to do, you know. Well, you were you're bored, and what are you going to do with those extra six hours a night that you were oh. sleeping? So. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> I need to get that button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I wanted to talk about this. Um, I guess the topic for tonight is, and and it's short and sweet, but it, it is it is important. It's not to be missed. A lot of vendors, I, I'm getting calls just by the droves this time of year. Um, I could honestly answer calls from probably six a.m. till midnight every night and never be off the phone. But my point is, is they they are excited, and it's normal to be excited. I made a video called "Why Just Hot Dogs" a long time ago, and and I've updated it since. But the point is, is they get excited and they go, "Oh man, I'm going to do this," or they watched one of these shows and they go, "Oh, alligator burgers," or whatever it is, and they get all excited, and and they they oftentimes not burn out, but wear out the budget before they even got started. Many of them go, oh, I'm going to have to get a flag. I'm going to have to get um, nine different hot sauces, and I need those two different types of jalapenos, and I'm going to do my chili from scratch, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to I'm going to get homemade bread, and I'm going to go get it every morning, and they put too much on their plate all at once. There, There is a method to this madness. And so even though you see a vendor like Corey over at O'Doggies or Jason at Love Hot Dog Company – and you see these other vendors who have a plethora of items and look well established. They didn't do that on the first day. They started uh, off the second, I think, for me. Second for you. They 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 started off slow. You start with the basics, the core items. Make it as simple as possible. Maybe choose yeah. one wild card if you want. What was that, Jason? Keep it simple, stupid works really well for me. Right. And and it's not that we're calling anybody stupid, but I'd rather see you start off slow than to go, oh, my gosh. You know, I had a vendor tell me once, he said, if I'd have known that breakfast sausages would have gone over so well, you know, I'd have been doing them all along. Think of the money I lost. And, and I'm going, you didn't lose any money. You didn't lose any money. This is a progress. It's a progressive action. So just because you, you later add a snow cone machine or, or Hawaiian ice or shaved ice machine later doesn't mean that you missed that money before. Maybe that shaved ice machine at the beginning would have been your downfall. Maybe you would have had too much to do and got burned out. Because once you get a system going, once you have a plan and a checklist, you can go, you know what, I think in, in May I'm going to add this item. And I'm going to track it. 
But what, what I'm hearing a lot on the phone is enthusiastic vendors who are as excited as hell. Look at, look at Jason coming to us from the beach. Um, excited as hell. That's wishful thinking in Pennsylvania right now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's more like it there, snow and ice. Um, so it's, it's all this wonderful enthusiasm, optimism, which is the driving force behind an entrepreneur. But the point is, is you're going to want to get, give it a chance because if you try to put too much on your plate in the beginning, it is, it is risky as hell. You could fail. Now, many vendors, you know, their finances limit what they can start with, so it doesn't matter. But I had a vendor the other day contact me, and he said, hey, I want to get – um, at least three carts, maybe four. And I said, and I'm, you know, that excites me. I'm like, hell yeah, three carts, four carts. And I said, tell me the situation. What you got going? And he's going through the stuff. He goes, listen, I've listened to all the videos. I even spent some time with another vendor, um, a pretzel vendor. And he goes, but I'm ready to buy. I just want to go ahead and get started, and that way I can get these carts leased out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow your plan, and I'm going to do this. And I said, no, no, no. Take my advice, and, and, and you, you don't have to take it, and I definitely want to sell you four carts, but I'd rather sell them to you over the next six months or a year or a year and a half rather than today. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, the chances of you failing drastically increase because you've just overspent or spent a lot of money. And what happens if you get three carts on the road and the fourth cart isn't on the road yet and sits in a warehouse for three months. Could your money have been used better for that three months? Well, absolutely. If, if, if for anything else, it could have been sitting in the bank acting as a security blanket to know, hey, I'm not, I'm not in trouble. Well, the point of it is, yes, I want to make sales, but I don't want to make them for the sake of making sales. Um, I'd rather have him later. So ultimately, he ended up buying one cart and, and – and I'm, and I'm happy he did it that way. I think he'll stand a better chance because once he gets his feet wet, once he works that cart and hires somebody for that cart, in five to seven days he can have a second cart. He doesn't need to buy four carts at once. Well, this is part of that enthusiasm I'm telling you about. This is part of that, that oh, i got to get going and I don't want to miss it and summer's only this long. Well, the odds are is, yes, we're coming, we're starting spring, you know, hadn't shown up mostly yet um maybe in florida but it, for us here it didn't shown up um we're still cold at night i was washing my truck at seven this morning and the water <laughs> was turning to ice on the diamond on the stainless oh my gosh the windshield of my truck turned to ice right so so there you go you've got you you still have bad weather and, and the bad weather doesn't stop vendors but my point is is it you have time. You don't have to think that I've got to pack all this into three months. No, there's vendors that work year-round, like Jason, like Corey. There's vendors that work year-round. Not that you'd have to. There's vendors that work just the summer months, and they make enough in the summer to live. Jason probably uh, makes enough in the summer to live, but you don't, you don't um, choose to live at that rate. No. Um, I'm too, but I see my pants and my hair on fire. <laughs> I mean, you're only going to live once, and, and you're only going to be able to do this, but I would recommend you set a limit. I would recommend you set some goals, but only start setting these things as you go, and you go, 
oh, you know what? That whole 17 different types of hot sauce probably wasn't a good idea. I wonder what I'm going to do with 11 cases of hot sauce. Um, these types of things do slow, even if it means going to the grocery store and buying one, one thing of hot sauce. Try these things out. If you could, There's places that rent snow cone machines, shaved ice machines. I have a tool place here in town that does. They rent a snow cone or an ice machine, shaved ice. You can rent it for the day. You don't have to buy the dang thing. You try it out. See how sales go with it. Try it out for a month. Still cheaper than buying it and then not using it. So there's, there's lots of time to build up, and I know most of you want to jump right in and go hog wild, but there is a progression to this. There's a reason Michael Wood in Georgia has been vending for five years successfully. It's because he didn't overdo it in the first three months. He started out slow. And I don't mean you have to start out part-time. I'm talking about don't overdo it. Don't go out there with 19 different sodas, and you want all Stewart sodas and glass bottles. Make things a little easier on yourself and and choose the the winning items. You know, choose, okay, I'm going to go to the basics. I'm going to go a hot dog, I'm a chili dog, a chili cheese dog, a slaw dog, a Carolina slaw dog, or whatever. And pick pick a couple or three and start there. Then move up. There's no reason to do it any other way. Um, I'm going to try to get to some of these questions um, that we got in, Jason. And before we go, I'm going to play this real quick. Let's see. Hot Dog Saved My Life, the book. Everything you ever wanted to know about hot dog vending and probably some things you don't, available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Why spend 100 or more dollars when you can get it all for less than 30 bucks? Less than 30 bucks. forward slash book. Get it, read it, and discover how you can cash in and change your life for good. Benscarts.com forward slash book. All right, we got a picture, and I'm going to try to pull this up and show it to you so you can see it. This is a vendor sent this in. Let's see. This takes me a minute to find. Okay, you should see this on your screen now. Um, and <laughs> the, um, this is a vendor's tip jar, and he has um, – let me read you what he says here. This is from Jake Hastings. He says, Ben, I thought you might like to share this picture. It shows the importance of having a creative tip jar. This is what my tip jar looked like at the end of the night while setting up in front of a local music venue. I created the sign on the PowerPoint program on my computer and then laminated it. It, was dra- it has drastically increased my tips. The jar is an old jalapeno jar that I washed out. I use the jar because people can't reach down into it and steal tips while I'm not looking. I was looking... Or I was using a plastic pitcher, but realized that it was easy for drunk thieves to access. Anyway, share it however you like. I'm learning more and more every time I go out, and I want to help spread the knowledge. Thanks for all your help. Jake Hastings in Texas. Jake, thank you so much for sending that in. Thank you for sharing with others. I think that's a sexy-ass sign. <laughs> I like it. So, dos Um, So that's perfect. That's a perfect example of a good tip jar, and I like that it's got money in it. That's all free money, too. That's just free money. 
I mean, you got Michael Wood takes all his tips every month and gives them to the Wounded Warrior Georgia um, Warrior Project. Um, some people use their tips to make a car payment. Um, I mean, you can make good tips. So um, let's see here. Um, I think that I need to unshare this, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's next? Um, let me pull up another email. Well, at least we're getting positive ones this week, not getting yelled at. <laughs> I did get yelled at this week. Um, I, but he, he called me. We, we probably deserved it. He said that, um, uh, you know, he had sent me an email and he had asked a bunch of questions. I mean a bunch of questions, like nine or ten questions, and he numbered them. And for each one, I gave the link directly to the page that would answer his question. Like he asked me what my location was. So I sent him to the contact us page, which has our address and a map. Um, he asked me what, um, um, what kind of chili I served. I sent him a direct link to the video where I tell that. Um, I, I answered each one, and I numbered my answers. He calls me up because my number's on the bottom of the email. And he calls me up, and he says, hey, I emailed you. I appreciate you answering my questions, but I'm more the kind of person I like to hear it. And, I, you know, I'm not one of these, you know, Internet people. And I said, well. At 95 a minute. Yeah. You, you, ob you obviously made it to the Internet because you emailed me. And, and I said, I understand you, you want them all answered personally, but the problem with that is I'm going to get these same questions nine times this week. And so I made videos. And so you actually get to see me answer your questions. And um, he actually got pissy and told me he was going to buy a cart somewhere else and I could kiss his ass. So, and Wouldn't know where to start, you're all ass. <laughs> um, let's see here. This is from Bonnie Nelson. Um, hi, Ben. Thanks for all you do. For so many people, this will be our third season out, and we've learned so much but still can't find a good location. We have done some big events and went well, but to continue the search for a regular place to set up. Currently, we vend the workforce center in our town two days per week, and three days was too much. No complaints, quality food, and reasonable prices. We also vend at Walmart, so as we're allowed, up to nine days per season. Upcoming 5K run in May. Any ideas how we can set up guest checks due to the heavy lines? Last year, my family called out orders and then got confused to what food went to what person. I made up some guest checks on the computer for the next big event and used them, and it worked well. In fact, I had them write down their first name, and they seemed to really like it, a personal touch, I think. However, we're looking for a spinning wheel or magnetic board that would hold the tickets in place. The wind is a problem, and we need something to prevent them from flying away. Any thoughts would be appreciated. Um, thanks for the tips on the pan liners um, and the swooper flags. And she just got signed up with Thumbtack that we talked about last week, I believe. So anyway, her her biggest question was, and I already emailed her um, as well, but I figured this would help other people, is there – and you all have seen this. Um, you have a runner that goes down in, in extreme cases where you have lines – and and you have a runner who's taking the orders for you in line and even collecting the money in line. If you use a program like SalesView that Jason introduced us to, you can have an iPad, an iPhone, or smartphone of any kind, two of them, sync together 
with this sales view program. And the server or the person cooking can be seeing what's coming up in the orders. So it's a brilliant system. But if you did use a paper system, it's easy enough. Go down the line, take their name, first name, whatever you want to take, and go ahead and, and write paid on it and collect the money. Go ahead and have your swipey card thing. Your, if you use SalesView or Square or whatever you use. <laughs> and so you use that stuff and, and then take the money, and, and that way there's no holdup. They get up there and they want something extra, maybe give it to them free or say, hold on just a second, step to the side, and I'll, I'll get that figured out for you, and then call your runner over. Because sometimes that happens. They get up there and see something. Oh, my gosh, I could have got fried onions on that. Well, how much is that? Well, it's a dollar, but I'm going to give you a pile of them. Well, in my case, I just give it to them, especially if I'm real busy. Um, so there's things you can do like that to make the work go better. I have seen vendors use the chip clips to hang their tickets, like she was talking about a spinny wheel or something. You could attach one of those spinny wheel things to your umbrella pole, you could create some way to do that. I don't know that I would go to all that trouble. Um, sales view would be my answer because it's simple and it's free. And that's S-A-L-E-S-V-U.com if you want to check that out. So great, great question. And, um, Bonnie, I would suggest as far as locations go, we have done a number of shows this in the past six months alone on locations that would blow your mind. Sometimes they were just a vendor calling in with a location that I had never heard of that was awesome. So there's lots of different ones, and if you just search the word location or locations on the search box at learnhotdogs.com, that will pull those up for you. Um, we have another one. Here we go. I'm going to play this one for you. Hey, Ben. How you doing? I just want to say thank you very much for the informative videos and all your help. I'm thinking about getting a hot dog cart part-time this summer. And my biggest question is how hard is it to get a license if you're going state to state? I have a small bicycle racing team and would like to subsidize some of the costs of this team by selling hot dogs and also make some money too. Uh, and I was just wondering how difficult it was going from state to state and is it something that I can do from my home state of Massachusetts by calling another registry somewhere else and getting a license over the phone or through the Internet? I was wondering if you had any experience with this at all. Thank you very much. And like I said, I really appreciate all your help. Uh, it's been uh, – you're making this very easy, and uh, I'm really motivated to get out there this summer. Thanks. Well, a, w a wonderful question. Um, and and it it depends. It's varied answers. The obviously you're going to be licensed in your own state, but to go to other states, even temporarily, may require a license in that state unless you're working under the umbrella license of some event organizer. So if you were going to Daytona Beach for the bike rally because the Humane Society invited you, because they're holding a uh, a, a kitty cat drive, then, then yes, their event thing would cover their vendors. But if you're going to kind of go in and out of different places, um, I think we talked about this a bit last week with, you know, it's easier to ask for, beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Oh, yeah. But 
if you're going to be going to a neighboring state and going to be working their city streets, you're probably going to not want to try that method. You probably want to go ahead and get licensed there, especially if you're going to do it quite frequently. If you're going over there to, to do some factory gig or catering deal or a birthday party or a grand opening sale, no, I wouldn't do anything. I'd just go. And I'd take my licensing with me for my state that I'm from, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go call the health department, try to set all that up. I wouldn't mess with it. That's my personal opinion. I would check and see what the state requires. You can call the state, you know, phone number and say, listen, I'm a vendor in Tennessee. I want to come to Virginia um, for the next two months, two days a week for this event that these people have asked me to come to. Do I need to go through the whole thing? I'm licensed here. Do I have to be licensed there? They may go, no, you don't need to, but make sure you have your current license for Tennessee with you. I don't know what the answer will be. So in my case, I wouldn't ask unless I was going to downtown, you know, um, Paducah, Kentucky, and and was going to be working there five days a week. Well, then I'd get a, go ahead and get a license because I'm, I'm more visible. Paducah, is that actually a place or a made-up word? No, Paducah is actually a huge town. It's a beautiful town in Kentucky. That sounds like something you should be doing in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really shouldn't throw stones because we have things like bird and ham, blue ball, and intercourse PA. So Intercourse PA. Okay. That sounds like a fun place to live. That's right uh, next to bird and ham and blue ball. <laughs> <laughs> And they say Amish have no fun. Oh. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, so that I hope that answers your question, um, caller, with the with the information with getting to a um, getting in a situation where you can go from state to state. If you're going to be frequenting that state a lot and being in public a public atmosphere area. You know, you're going to be set up at Walmart three days a week in Kentucky. Well, yeah, get a license. Um, yep. Other than that, is that, like they're on the road and they want to just subsidize some of their travel with setting up at an event and selling. I mean, most health departments I've dealt with recently let you go for, I think, up to three or four days. Right. Like that without having to get the county license. They like to know. Yes, sir, safe, that kind of stuff. So take those documents, like Ben said, take your uh, license from your current county if you have that, those kind of things with you. But, you know, uh, me, I'd, you know, rather beg for forgiveness later than ask permission. So especially if you're traveling on the road or all around the country, I mean, I would just do it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I'm going to take a short break, and we'll be back with Mr. Jeremy Gomez. Want to see some funky videos? Go to LearnHotDogs.com. You can watch Ben do it on a real big dog cart. He'll also teach you how to steam, boil, and grill dogs the right way on the same cart. He'll also show you how to get your hands on some hot steamy buns. And it's all over at LearnHotDogs.com. He's cornier than an outhouse at a summertime family reunion. It's Ben on HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. We now return you live to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben. Let's go! 
Now, I'd like to welcome Mr. Jeremy Gomez to the show. He is the um, the founder um, of an event in Tampa, Florida, that just broke a Guinness World Record. Are you with us, Mr. Gomez? How you doing, brother? Doing good. I thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a, a little a background about what um, – what you did, but then give us the background on it, on why you did it. Well, uh, I don't know. I just threw a big food truck rally. How about that? Um, <laughs> we, we, I don't know. Um, we, we broke the Guinness World Record for world's largest food truck parade, and uh, we did it last August, and it wasn't official because we didn't have the Guinness people down. We did it with 99 trucks last August, and we wanted to do it officially this time, so uh, Prestige Food Trucks in Orlando got the Guinness people involved, and we broke a world record for largest food truck parade and largest food truck event. Wow. And uh, I think this it was year, 120, 121 trucks. 121 they counted. They also didn't count like 30-something of them because they didn't have the picture on the side of the car, right? Well, we actually had 202 trucks at the event. Holy cow. But out of all that, some, some of them showed up late. You know, they're coming from long ways off, man. I can't expect everybody to be there at that time in the morning. Some of them came late, and some of them didn't count because they didn't have proper logos. But, yeah, we had 202 there and then 121 in the parade. So that's enough. guess I'll have to do it again next time. Wow. So did this did this raise awareness to um, for the food truck industry, street food vending altogether? Well, well you know, the goal is, like, we charge a registration fee for the event, but that's it. Other than that, I don't make any money off the trucks. Nobody does. They, they're, they're there just to be seen by people that don't usually get to go to a food truck or, you know, just don't do it because they think it's small time. And, but, but this, we make a huge deal about it, so everybody takes notice of it. So you've got, you know, 80%, 90% of the crowd has never been to a food truck before. Then you've got people that have been to a rally before that have heard about food trucks. We have people flying in from all over the country to come to the event. So we, we think it's doing good. The trucks get a lot of gigs out of it, a lot of publicity, a lot of air time, a lot of newspaper time. So, I mean, spreading the word of food truck and spreading that, you know, good food exists and it doesn't have to be, you know, corporate frozen garbage all the time. It's We think it's working. And uh, did, did now we've got to just, you know, start shopping it around. Did you have that cupcake um, truck out of Orlando? Um, yum Yum? I think that's it. I believe it's kind of a pink No, truck. They're, they're one of the trucks. Oh, that's it. Yum, yum. No, they're one of the trucks that decided not to come, you know. Well, crap. Some, I, they, some they trucks just, stick with, their, stick with certain people. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I, I actually haven't had anything from, but, you know, sheer magnitude of sales and people that know about them is something, which it is in its business. You know, apparently they make a lot of good stuff. They're good yeah. guys, though. I've talked to them before. Oh, Jeremy's got a hell of a menu, too. I mean... <laughs> So my truck's kind of crazy. On your truck. Yeah, what's your truck? Um, on not your ordinary, my my truck's not your ordinary food truck, uh, <laughs> or NYO food truck. Um, we do wild game, so we got like well for the event the other day we did kangaroo on a stick, but we've got kangaroo, ostrich, camel, antelope, pretty much anything that's legal to sell meat wise we can do. We try to shy away from lion because it's gotten some people in trouble before, so we don't do that. Right. Uh, but other than that, you know, pretty much if, if if I can get a hold of it and it's legal, we'll do it on the truck. And we've been doing it now for almost three years, and people tend to like it. So I that is awesome. for you. That is awesome. I, I guess a lot of people don't realize that this isn't one of these things where, 
oh, this is a poor man's restaurant. Um, because some of these food trucks, they the owners have invested in them more than many restaurants have invested. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you got to be a mechanic on top of that. You don't just have a restaurant. You got a restaurant on wheels. So, you know, we've invested in the restaurant and then we've invested in the truck too. But you know, it, it's it's even more so now because you know you know back in the day you could start a food truck for you know twenty thirty thousand dollars but with all the advancements they've made in the food truck technology I mean my truck alone costs seventy five grand and I mean it's nothing compared to today's standards Prestige is putting out hundred ninety thousand dollar trucks and shipping them all over the world and when I mean these trucks are gorgeous I mean there's nothing you can't do on trucks anymore it's amazing I've, I've seen them trucks I've that are coming out now have a lot better restaurant I mean kitchens than some restaurants have. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and I know that there a lot of them are bigger trucks, and they they've got a lot of automation in them, like automatic sliding windows oh, yeah. and and all these cool little features. Um, I saw a, f- a food truck that Prestige, I believe it's Prestige, did because it made um, it made the news, and um, somebody sent me a, a video of a news clip, um, and it was they had a TV embedded in the outside, but it was covered oh, yeah. weather. But when they got there, this whole awning came out. It, I mean, it was gorgeous. I mean, beautiful food yeah. truck. That's probably they, they one of the crazy things, man. Trucks. Yeah, man, they're uh, they're beautiful. I can't wait to get my hands on one of the new trucks. But I'm but I'm cool with my old truck. We get around. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, what's the new plans, Jeremy? What do, what do you got in? I mean, you seem to be doing something wild, and crazy once, twice a year. I mean, the food truck parade now breaking the game. Yeah records what's next yes um well next i think we're going to take it across the country um i've had some interest in california to come out there and do a giant pretty big event so uh the goal is to take it across to the west coast do something massive out there and then come back to the east coast and do something massive out here i want to you know everybody's been to a food truck rally now you know, people know about food trucks, and now it's time to start maybe injecting a little bit of fun back into the food truckers. So I kind of want to, you know, some healthy competition, maybe a healthy rivalry between some states. Uh, I'm hoping the food truckers in all the different states will band together and, you know, want to do massive events of their own. You know, break a world record in New York, break a world record in California. You can't just you can't just keep breaking a world record for a food truck event in Tampa over and over again. It kind of gets unfun when we're breaking our own <laughs> record all the time. <laughs> so I, I want to well, start. Oregon you know, I want the trucks. From, have a bunch of trucks. Go ahead. Oregon and Washington they, uh, make a lot of trucks. And yeah, and, and the problem is that the West Coast trucks can't come here. Yeah, but I, I like the fact that food trucks give you the opportunity to serve just a an enormous amount of stuff. Like I, I've talked to a vendor that just does potatoes from his truck, baked potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, barbecue trucks are, you know, they're everywhere. Um, but I like the unique ones, the ones that are doing something unique, like soup trucks, grilled cheese trucks. They just did a grilled cheese cook-off, and I think it was in Southern California. And and there was like 40 or 50 participants, food trucks there, for a grilled cheese cook-off, and they're all grilled cheese specialists. That sounds fun to me, man. Yeah, you wouldn't think, though. I mean, who would think, you know, a grilled cheese? And and it would be okay well, if you hurt one, but 50? Well, the thing is about food trucks, I mean, a lot of us started doing massive menus, but now a lot of us are starting to specialize on single things. Both of y'all were going at the same time, so I missed I, I missed both of them. Um, 
Go ahead, brother. Jeremy, what was that? I, I said, go ahead, brother. I was just waiting to hear him. Uh, I was just saying, I, I love the idea of going across the country. I mean, I think that would be phenomenal to see, you know, L.A., like you said, other places, New York, Philly, D.C., some of the big places, you know, throughout the country. Kansas City's got a huge truck group now that I talk to a lot. I think, uh, you know, that would be awesome. And anything we can do to help with that, you know, please let us know. Uh, yeah, I've, you guys I've, can uh, feel free to jump on, man. I I just want to get all the food truckers everywhere together, and that's just the bottom line. If they can't all make it to us, then, you know, we'll make it to them. Is there is there any future goal of incorporating food carts, and is there any goal of combining it into some type of consortium so that you could get better insurance rates or maybe a national association like it's been tried 900 times? Is there any goal there, Jeremy? Well, actually, um, I've been actually working with the American Food Truck Alliance lately. I mean, they're yep. trying to do that on a national level. So I've kind of been helping them out, and the, the, the goal is to – start doing seminars and things like that. But I, myself, I'm a food trucker and I didn't, you know, I, I don't have any grand aspirations of, of, of doing stuff that I'm not aware of. What I am aware of is how to promote events and how to get people to come out and see things. And, you know, as a food trucker, I just, I just want people to come out and see things, man. If, if other, if organizations and, you know, alliances around the world, around America, you know, want help or they want consulting on it, I'm glad to help them. But, you know, I kind of, I never really wanted to be as huge as I think we're getting now. So I don't know. I think I'll just stick to events and let the other people that are into that kind of stuff take care of that. You what's, know what the I mean? most, what's the most unique thing you've seen barring your um, exotic meats on a food truck? Hmm. Man, I've seen so many food trucks this, this past weekend alone. Um, <laughs> Roughly 200. You know, I, yeah, man, I uh, – I'm digging all the new egg roll trucks that are coming out. Those, I mean, everybody, you know, an egg roll seems pretty normal to most people, but I, I'm digging a lot of the new egg roll trucks that are putting such a good amount of food into these little bite-sized things that you can take with you. Um, I'm into a lot of the sandwich trucks that have started to come out now. I'm into the ceviche trucks that have come out lately. It's just, dude, asking me to narrow down most unique. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I could go on about 50, 60 trucks. <laughs> Let me ask you this. There's a lot of trucks going out doing bakery-type items now. Um, yeah. Do you, have you seen anything, like, if you were going to give somebody advice, would you tell them to stick with lunches-type menu items, or would you tell them to go with the dessert-type menu items? To me, I would stay with lunches. I, I, but Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that there's there's been a lot of dessert trucks coming out because it costs a little less money to get them going. And there's, you know, been the whole dessert store rage and the cupcake store rage lately going on. But I think it, it's hard on dessert trucks because, you know, when you get an event, there's a bunch of trucks. The dessert trucks are the ones that get business last after everybody's eaten. So personally, I'd rather do some, a lunch truck. I mean, you can always do a dessert on a lunch truck, you, you know, but right. I think it's a lot harder to go from dessert truck and add lunch than it would be to have a lunch truck and then add dessert. So I think I'd tell people maybe shy away from a dessert truck because, you know, you can you can only have so much dessert at one time. There's You don't really have rallies where there's multiple dessert trucks or you don't really have get-togethers where there's multiple dessert trucks. So it, it seems to be harder, at least in Tampa, to get going as a, as a dessert truck. And we have some really good ones in this town, but I just – 
I don't know. I feel like there's more options if you're doing a lunch or a dinner truck. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. We we have some food trucks over across the mountain from us um, that are doing. Um, there's two of them that are all green. You know, they're they're using propane trucks, propane driven trucks, or natural gas driven trucks. But they're also doing all their local produce comes from um, you know local farmers. So they oh, yeah. they're keeping everything local and and they're creating quite a following by doing that. So what tell tell me this um where can people find you on the web if they want to follow you or do you have a Twitter, Facebook, any of that stuff? We actually have we've we've got a real uh we've got a real internet page it's generationfoodtruck.com but um <laughs> nobody ever uses it everybody's Twitter and Facebook now so if you're finding us on Facebook it's just Facebook backslash Generation Food Truck. And if you're looking for us on Twitter, it is at Gen Food Truck. At Gen Food Truck. All right. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you, you coming us, on. Our phone numbers are everywhere. Um, uh, do you have you, any advice for up-and-coming vendors, Jeremy? Dude, just don't sleep a lot. Go social media crazy. And it, it, the, seriously, the best advice I could give somebody, and it's how we actually started the big giant world truck, you know, world record event is – the most anybody can tell you is no. So, like, don't be scared to ask people if you can come here, you can try this, you can bring your truck here, you can try having an event here. Because, I mean, you know, the most they can say is no, and you'd be surprised at how many times people will say yes, and you can open a lot of doors for your food and your business that way. So if you want something, if you want to do a big event, I mean, just ask. You'd be surprised. Well, I, I really appreciate your time. I thank you for coming on and, um, and sharing that. And please let us know in the future so that we can promote something that you've got coming. Oh, no worries. Like I said, we're coming to the West Coast, so it's going to be soon. All right. Well, what we'll do is we'll start talking smack as though you had said a bunch of bad stuff about the the West Coast couldn't beat the East Coast. And uh, No, no, no. I like, I'm going to go help the West Coast first. We can talk smack when I come back to the East Coast. <laughs> hang out with Roy Chili. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, have I appreciate it, guys. Post. Appreciate it. Have a good night. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Have a good night, man. All right, folks. Um, 220 trucks, dude. Holy that, crap. That is incredible. Incredible. And now why weren't some of them counted? They didn't have something on them, a they, sticker? They didn't have signs on them um, displaying a food item. Uh, so they had to have a picture of a food item, and it had to be a certain size. Oh, jeez. So uh, can you imagine 220 trucks in one location? Oh, uh, now, let me ask you this. Do you guys think that he can promote his two food trucks or what? <laughs> if he can bring 220 together, imagine, you know, just his promotion for his own trucks. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it's fantastic um, that, that one, he would do it because it creates a camaraderie, plus it allows us to, to meet other vendors, see what they're doing, create some ideas, idea sharing, and feel like you're more than just a food truck operator. You're part of a big damn group who are doing what you're doing to make a living. And as he said, he's been doing this three years. And has he been doing the exotic meats the whole time? I'm pretty sure his first truck was um, not your ordinary food truck, and I'm pretty sure that was the menu. I believe the Generations truck, and don't quote me, is like on the newer side, maybe a year or two. Right. And, um, and, dude, 
you know, I, I can tell you, sourcing that kind of meat and everything, man, it's not easy, dude. No, I can't imagine. Um, especially stuff like camel. Yeah. What if we serve camel toe? <laughs> like pig's feet. <laughs> Sorry, man, I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, you know that calls for a hot steamy buns. Got a question about hot steamy buns? Call Ben at four two four. Two five eight nine three six four for the latest tips and tricks in the world of wieners. That's four two four two five eight nine three six four. Press one to talk live, one on one to Ben. Sunday night, eight thirty Eastern Standard Time. HDVR hot steamy bun. I still see the silence of the lambs when I hear that. <laughs> All right. Jeremy, Jeremy texted me to let me know uh, that Not Your Ordinary Food Truck is his only truck. Generation Food Trucks is like his event company. Okay. So I had that ass backwards. So, uh, yeah, so he's got his truck and then I guess basically like a promotions company. So and if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to ask him. I think he sings a band, too. Oh my gosh, we should have had him sing us a song. I don't have to wait to text me back, but uh, I'm pretty sure he uh, he does something else. He's, he's another one of these guys like me that, you know, just has way too much time on his hands. <laughs> so let me, um, did you have anything you wanted to add to tonight's uh, his, topic? His band is Falling Awake, and he's a, he's a lead singer. Wow, Falling uh, Awake. That's cool. Anything I wanted to add on what? On our topic tonight on starting small or starting slow, uh, well, not I overdoing it. I in with almost what Jeremy said, um, starting out, keep it simple, stupid, and then don't be afraid to ask. A lot of these guys, like that one lady, I can't find a spot. Well, you know, to me, get out there and ask. Get out there and look. Like Jeremy said, the, the only thing you can get is a no, but there's a 50-50 chance you might get a yes. Or you might get it. Well, I don't know. But Ben down the street, he probably let you park on his lot. So, you know, take a chance, man. You, you gotta talk. And, right. And uh, you know, start out small. Get your feet wet. Jump in. A lot of these guys are on the fence and blah blah blah. They're planning and this and that, dude. Should have get off the pot. Get moving. Find a spot. Do your thing. And grow from there. I mean, same way Corey did. I mean, Corey started out building a cart after getting fired from an aerospace industry, built his cart. It was a beautiful cart, great logo, started working, busted his butt, bought an enclosed trailer, bought a chill trike, and now he's opening a stick and brick. And this is all within a period of what, about a year and a half, two years, not quite two years? Not quite two years, yeah. And there you go. So... You know, it can be done, people. So this guy, you know, Corey went from being fired in two years to having a cart, a building rest- a cart, buying an enclosed trailer, buying a chill trike, building a, a storefront. Right. So, you know, it can be done. You know? Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, Stop looking in the window. Open the door. Come on in. You know, drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> However you want to look at it, you know. 
there's nothing but to do it. I agree. Well, Jason, I appreciate you coming on once again. And um, I know Corey, Corey was on here about 30 minutes before the show started. He was outdoors, I guess, testing his, his video out, you know, uh, and, uh, and then he didn't show up. So um, when you send out beer or when you send out paychecks this week, omit it, his. It yeah. Oh, I know what I, I know. One thing I didn't let everybody know. Um, check out chilltrike.com. Chilltrike.com. You know what? This is a good time to start do, talking about that. Um, you're talking. Um, I know you, your new ones have. Um, I mean, they're all solar powered. So yes, you have an all green. Times two. Machine. It is run off solar power, an actual freezer, a mechanical freezer powered by the sun to freeze your ice cream treats. And it can also run as a refrigerator, so this way if you go to an event and you can't do ice cream, you can do drinks. Right. So you so can water ice as long as you're allowed to in your jurisdiction. Put put a um young college student on there or um hire some people to pedal that sucker around the beach, around any area that's populated by people outdoors. And yeah, we dropped the price $1,000 since last year. You must have got a hell of a deal with manufacturing. Um, I'm impressed. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, um, seeing how that goes. If you're interested, that is ice cream. What? Nope. nope. Chilltrike.com. Chilltrike.com. Chill. Yeah, I, have to, I have to change my uh, screenshot there. Chilltrike.com. <laughs> I have to get on the art department. <laughs> Corey, Corey just texted and said he had a few issues, and he's listening to it when he gets reception. All right. Well, we'll forgive him. I still wouldn't send him that check. Yeah, the goat stepped on the cable <laughs> string or something again. <laughs> well, everybody, y'all have a good evening. I enjoyed it. Thanks again to Jeremy. Thanks, Ben. Have a good night. You too. See ya. Hot Dog Vendor Radio was brought to you by Ben'sCarts.com and the hot dog answer man himself, Mr. Ben Wilson. Also by the letter H and the number one. Tune in next week for the very best hot dog vendor information money can't buy on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio.